helping you take control of your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. This is the KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. You are listening to the Power Hour here on KCLR. This is Natalie Lennon with you until 7 p.m. chatting all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and well-being. This is the Power Hour finale, an eight-week turned 22-week series. Where's the time gone? I do not know, but we have a great one lined up for you here this evening to leave things on a high note. And just in case you're only hearing us now, this show was all about giving you the tools and inspiration to take control of your health inside and out. It is about educating you more in the world of well-being, which can sometimes seem a little bit daunting and hopefully helping you make some small changes to improve your health. If you want to get in touch with any questions or thoughts during this evening's show, please do so. I would love nothing more than to hear from you. Drop us a text or WhatsApp on our dinnersready.ie text line 083-306-9696. And you can also reach out to me on Instagram with any feedback or questions that may be lingering after the show. Now, what do we have coming up? Well, of course, our weekly Q&A where we're going to talk about BCAAs, that supplement, are they worth the cost? We're going to give you some fresh ideas for lunchtime in the office or at home if you're getting bored. And what is the best way to shift stubborn belly fat? A question I get again and again. So we will answer all of those. I have two very special guests joining me in studio this evening talking all things vegan related. And it is guaranteed to be an interesting listen. We're going to talk about our favourite memories. Do they involve movement? Well, I went around once more quizzing a few of Kilkenny and Carlos people to make sure we inspire you to get up and move after this final show and our usuals. The Fitness Funny, Myth Bust Minute and your final cheer challenge of the series. Don't go anywhere. It's all coming up next. The KCLOR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Have something you want answered? Just let us know. It's the Power Hour Q&A. Welcome back, everybody. So my first question on the Power Hour Q&A this week, are BCAAs worth the cost? Now, this is a very good question. With each supplement sold comes like the many benefits that it's promised to deliver. And some supplements hold true to their promises, but others definitely take advantage or there's just a lack of education around them. So BCAAs are branched chain amino acids, and they've grown into like a multi-million dollar industry based off the idea that they create a better environment for muscle growth during your training so an anabolic environment is the word they're also something that i personally used for years with the belief that it was going to help my muscle recovery and preserve my muscle but do they really again you need to be educated around them so listen up and it's not too complicated so amino acids we've spoke about them here before they're basically the building block of protein and muscle and there's 22 different amino acids Nine of them are called essential amino acids. So this means we can't produce them. We simply have to ingest them to get enough protein. Now, when it comes to the research, that shows that three of the nine essential amino acids are particularly effective at increasing kind of your protein building capacity. And this is just the creation of protein itself. So basically the three amino acids, leucine, isoleucine and valine are exactly what make up BCAAs. So think about that for a second. There's nine essential ones. 
Now, three may be a little bit more effective, but in BCAAs, there's only three of them. So they're not a whole protein. So BCAAs are just like any other protein, but with only three out of the nine that you really need. So the theory is that increasing our uptake of these three should lead to better muscle growth. But... Yes, they may provide a small benefit, but many studies have shown that in order to increase your protein synthesis the most, so to build the most kind of muscle, you need all nine, not just the three amino acids that are in BCAAs. So theoretically, BCAAs wouldn't provide any benefit over other protein sources. So if you're getting enough protein from your diet, which I'm sure most of you are, that's going to be far more inferior to BCAAs. So a study in 2017 found that when male subjects took just 5.6 grams of BCAAs after their workout, the following protein synthesis response was only about 22%. All these figures, but you know where I'm coming from. And this was only half what would be achieved with a full branch chain amino acid spectrum. So are BCAAs worth it? I don't think so personally, unless it's a fast workout, maybe. So I hope that answers the question for a lot of maybe younger people out there that I see drinking them in the gym and I'm like, I know you get enough protein in your diet. It's a waste of time. Anyway, my next question. Um, a lady wrote in to me to say she was in a lunchtime rut. She was prepping the same boring sandwich and she needs some inspo. Well, that is what I'm going to give you. Some inspo for your lunch. It's definitely hard to get the time to think of new options. And now... Look, it is going to take a little bit more work. They're going to be easy recipes, but you just have to plan a little bit so that you have more than like your ham and cheese sambo. Obviously, that takes no time at all, but it's not necessarily a ton of extra cooking time. Just find an hour on a Sunday or Monday morning to prep, bat cook a big meal. So... Remember, the main thing when you're piecing a meal together, guys, it needs to be satiating and it needs to balance those blood sugars. What does that mean? You got to have a protein source, a carbohydrate source and a fat source. We've talked about this here before. They're your main macronutrient groups. So I'm going to give you maybe four examples. That wouldn't be your typical kind of lunch. So I hope it doesn't overwhelm you just giving you four. Get ready to take them down or just make a mental note of these things. And I'm going to base them off plant-based examples just because my next guests, which are here in the studio looking at me now, are going to give you lots of vegetarian examples and we're going to talk about vegan meals. So one example, a Mediterranean couscous bowl. So easy to make. Couscous is a very humble little grain that a lot of people love. Toss it in with chickpeas, roast vegetables and maybe a lemon tahini sauce. Now, just Google lemon tahini sauce, Google Mediterranean couscous bowl, and you'll see a lot of like specifics to help you along with these recipes. But there's one idea. Second idea, tofu scramble. Have you ever tried tofu? It's a great building block for so many recipes because it's, it's really adaptable. And if you add in like turmeric or cumin, it gives it lots of color and flavor. And again, add in your vegetables, pop in some whole grain toast, sort it. And what about a whole grain wrap? with chickpeas, avocado and egg. They're sort of combos that we never think of putting together. Chickpea, your protein, egg is protein and fat, avocado is fat, your wrap is your carb. My final example, 
lentils. That's lentils are so great for batch cooking. And if you just Google lentil stew or lentil bowl, you'll see so many examples. So lentil stews are divine. I have a recipe on my own website as well, nlf.ie. They're high protein and they work really well with like a pita or Greek yogurt, eggs, meat. Now, oh my gosh, the time is flying on this show. My final question, the best way to shift stubborn belly fat. I thought it was really important just to touch on this again on my final show of the series with the Power Hour because I always get asked this question. Remember everyone, you can't spot reduce fat. So you can't pick an area and do like a million toes to bar or crunches. We heard that toes to bar term here last week when we were talking all things CrossFit. You just can't. The best thing to do when it comes to like shifting stubborn belly fat is just changing up your lifestyle as a whole. And I know that's not easy, but baby steps, exercise a little bit more regularly, eat more protein, more Mediterranean style foods, manage your stress. Managing stress is so important and good quality sleep. Maybe try to reduce alcohol a little bit, reduce those stress levels and hopefully in time you will see that body composition change. Now that brings me to the end of my Q&A this week and I'm moving on to an interview where I have two amazing guests in studio. Here today it's an absolute pleasure for me to introduce this week's guests, saving the best until last, perhaps, for the finale here. Um, they are bespoke event caterers, providing us with all things vegan and plant-based here in Kilkenny and Carlo and throughout the southeast, I believe. They're ready to talk all things vegan, diet-related and about their company. It is Lorna and Aaron from Peace and Love, everybody. Welcome, guys. How are you? Good. Good, thanks so much for having us. Thanks for having us, Nelly. It's a pleasure to have you both in studio and thank you for bringing in all the goodies. They look incredible. Oh my God, thanks so much and I hope you enjoy. I can't wait to try them all and hopefully everyone in the studios will get a chance if I don't get to them first. So let's start with the birth of Peas and Love. That is the name of the company, P-E-A-S, Peas and Love itself, before we go into all things diet related. What exactly is it for our listeners who may not know? Where did the inspiration come from? Okay, so my background is as a chef and I worked in many places like Ashford Castle and La Cravan, which is a Michelin star restaurant up in Dublin. And I'm so passionate about plant-based cuisine and I went to America and I had a scholarship over there where that's what I specialised in. And then Aaron, who's my partner here beside me, he's big into his health and fitness. And our biggest struggle is when we go out, we find it really hard to find food that's in line with our goals. And this gave us the birth and the idea of Peace and Love. So Peace and Love is a plant-based uh, catering, bespoke catering company based in the southeast of Ireland. And every Sunday you'll find us at Mountain View Markets where we do a pop-up stand. We have smoothies, acai bowls and our absolute sell-out brunch boxes. Is, that is absolutely incredible. Um, like, it's such a challenge to take on setting up a company, let alone one that does catering. Like, there's so much time put in there. So we've never had an interview surrounding the vegan diet on the show here before, guys. I'm really excited to dive into it. I know we were chatting just before we came on. So, Lauren, I'll start with you. You're almost fully vegan, would you say? Yeah, exactly. So a couple of years ago, I gave up dairy and I just found that really, really easy to do. Um, and that was just because I had a little bit of a skin issue and I couldn't tolerate it. Um, and then once lockdown came, I decided I'd always really wanted to try and have a plant-based diet. But because of my career and my job, it was very difficult because I'd have to be tasting the food that I produce in the kitchens. So once lockdown came, I said, that's it now, right, I'm going vegetarian. Uh, and then I met Aaron and I happened to convince him to try do Veganuary with me in January just gone. 
and we got on well and noticed good yeah. results and you know it's something that I really like and I'm really passionate about and I believe that more people need to be eating more fruit and vegetables into their diet. That is definitely the best way to look at it because often you know there's kind of slagging going down on social media that like vegans are like hardcore and pushing the idea that you should be but you have such an open approach Lorna yeah, I love that. And I think you have to have an open approach to it and like you know we definitely don't have judgment and you know a lot of our customers actually aren't vegan or plant-based but you know they want to try different foods that helps them to feel better and align with align them with their own health and fitness goals. Yeah. yeah. So come here you're almost kind of fully vegan yeah here. so I call myself a wannabe vegan I love and that. you know I call Aaron I'm a barely vegan <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know uh, our brunch boxes that are available at Mountain View Markets we have three so we have a barely vegan is the ones which I gave you today and yeah. they have their waffles and it's kind of sweet and you know it. I think it's a good start to introduce someone into a vegan or plant-based diet. So that brings me into my next question because obviously you're a little bit more kind of experienced with regards yeah. to kind of looking after your diet from a vegan perspective. Aaron, how are you finding the transition? You're saying you're kind of barely vegan, yeah, you're pushing to more honest, towards I it. it. I found it hard, you know, starting off because I was, for the last 27 years, a big meat eater. Yeah. I have a craving for something sweet or whatever when I come back. But, you know, since I met Lorna now and since the lockdowns, you know, two years ago, Started off at all, I was cutting our hedges anyway, and that's how it all started, you know. Go away, I love romance <laughs> yeah. stories. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, do you know, as long as the chef, she came up with, you know, it's amazing what she can put together in plant-based food. Absolutely. My favourite dish should be a lentil curry, which is easy and quick to make. And I'm glad I gave an example of lentil, so. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. So, yeah, so I stuck at it, you know, I just need a bit of patience. So when it comes you know. to, like, obviously, you know when your baby's stepping into it, there is vegetarianism and then there's veganism. Yeah. What's the difference? I know I know myself, but because you're more experienced, what's the difference between the two? Okay, so the main difference is that uh, vegans don't consume any animal products and then vegetarians, they could still have dairy, they could still have eggs and they could still have cheese. So veganism is just that little bit stricter and more restrictive. And then when it comes to like our nutritional needs, right? So the vegan diet often sees common nutritional deficiencies. And this is where I get really frustrated as a nutritional health coach because mm. I see so many people making the shift without being aware of everything that they're potentially lacking. So for example, vitamin B12, vitamin D, omega-3 fatty acids, zinc and iron, potentially calcium. When making the dietary switch, were you aware of these pitfalls or... I suppose, secondly then, how do you navigate them if you, I presume you're aware now? Oh my God, yeah. No, I was definitely aware of them and I would supplement with vitamin B12. And then in terms of the other things, like, to be honest, I feel that I get enough um, iron in my diet. Like, I have a lot of leafy green vegetables and stuff like that. Uh, we would consume high quantities of, uh, like, our vegetables, you know, to build up for this stuff. So zinc and stuff like that like a lot of nut oils and stuff like that would have that so I haven't really you know it wouldn't be the biggest concern I think it's so important if anybody's making any switch in their diet that they do look into it and then just to also highlight like so many people have concerns about the vegan diet and the deficiencies in them but to be honest with you, the Irish diet has many deficiencies and the way that we're all eating at the moment, like there's a massive health concerns out there and mm -hmm. they're all diet related. You're hitting the nail on the head, Lorna. That is so true. Um, and Aaron, do you supplement at all or how are you finding it? I suppose if you're only barely vegan, you're probably still getting enough of those nutrients from yeah, non-vegan sources. Like, you know, it's step by step. 
takes a little time. I find that, you know, I feel like I have more energy in the mornings. Yeah. That was actually going to be one of my next questions. Like, have you found an energy shift since shifting to being more vegan based? Yeah. Yeah, really? It's more alert anyway. Just getting up earlier in the morning is the main thing. Like so, I struggle with that myself. Yeah, so, we all do. Question for you then: When it comes to protein, obviously I'm after speaking about you know branched chain amino acids and like complete proteins. Often vegan sources are not like full complete mm-hmm. proteins. Do you find it hard to get enough protein? And what sources do you choose from? No, uh, oh, it's just a high volume. Like, you know, a lot of people like meat lovers who say there's no not enough protein in the vegan diet. But um, you know, like you can have chickpeas, beans, yeah. uh, lentils. It's not just a Legumes, high volume diet. Uh, we a had lot a lot of nuts. Easy meals with. Yeah. yeah, a lot of nuts, and then like in terms of complete proteins, beans, and actually, if you combine it with toast, that's a complete protein. Yeah. So, yeah, so you do you know, know your stuff? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. High volumes. Yeah, it is. It's just about being educated, and this is where people make the shift to becoming yeah. vegan, and they don't know where to get the protein from. They're just having toast after slice yeah. of toast after slice of toast, and fruit and fruit and fruit mm. and vegetables. And that's grand, but you need your protein. Yeah. You need your iron. You need your zinc. Come here. Don't go anywhere, guys, because we are going to be back with plenty more questions for Lorna and Aaron from Peas and Loves very soon. Wednesdays from six pm, the KCL or Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. KCLR. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Power Hour. It is Natalie Lennon here with you. And we're chatting all things vegan here today with a, I I suppose, small but up and coming company, Peas and Love. We have Lorna and Aaron here because they are, Lorna is almost completely vegan. Aaron is kind of barely vegan. He's he's 10 and more towards it. My next question for you guys, how important do you think it is to be nutritionally educated before making such a big switch? It's so important. It's so important to be um, nutritionally educated before making such a big switch. And that goes with anything. Any change in your diet, I think you have to do the research for it. You know? And were you educated beforehand? Or did, did it just fall into place as you were kind of testing the waters? No, because I'm so passionate about it, I always done the research for it. And, you know, I'm passionate about nutrition and health, like very passionate about it. And before I did want to, I considered becoming a health coach. Like that's, yeah. you know, so... Yeah, definitely any change that you're making to your diet. I think everybody needs to do their research. And even no matter what, like I don't think any of us are educated enough on our diet. I couldn't agree more. I always say, no matter who we are, we don't get educated in school on this. So like to go and see a nutritional therapist or nutritionist or nutritional Mm. coach, whatever the term or qualification, just get educated because it doesn't happen in school. And we we get one body. We need to know how to look after it. Yeah. Okay, so I know your diets are very healthy, but... Would you agree with me in saying that often when it comes to vegan diets, there's kind of, they're not really that healthy because of the lack of education around them? I think now there's such a big trend, uh, you know, veganism is a trend. And I think now that uh, commercial supermarkets are taking over and definitely going in on the trend, there's a big push towards uh, processed vegan foods. But, you know, being vegan isn't about eating uh, processed foods. And like our message and what we want to do is try to encourage people to eat more natural whole foods through a plant-based diet. Brilliant. I, again, couldn't agree with it more. You're wording this all so well, Lorna. <laughs> and the impact of veganism on the environment. So a lot of people switch because of the environmental impact. It's honestly not an area I know much about. Would you? Um, I wouldn't be an expert on it, but it's definitely <coughs> one of the main reasons uh, why I choose to be plant-based. 
and definitely everything that we do at Peace and Love, you know, um, our impact on our environment is so important to us. And the way, like, we view our mission is to action uh, climate change through diet change to make not only our planet healthier, but also the people on it. So we use compostable straws, uh, recyclable packaging. We source from local suppliers. And yeah, like most our packaging for our brunch boxes would all be compostable. That's incredible. I think it like it j- just those last two sentences, sentences <laughs> that you said, if we could hear that on repeat, like it's just such a lovely way of thinking. And then when it comes to how much work you put into being kind of fully environmentally friendly, mm. that takes so much thought and planning. But it's what we all should be doing, really, if you want to look after the planet. Not saying we all need to go vegan, yeah, but exactly. we do need to have more plant-based meals. So I know I've already asked you about your energy and if you saw a difference there as you were switching to becoming more vegan. When it comes to immunity, Lorna, have you saw much of a difference? Are you getting sick a little bit less? No, like I, yeah, well, to be honest, I always kind of had a really good diet anyway and I was never much of a big meat eater uh, growing up anyway. So to be honest, I wouldn't really get sick that much. And I think, Aaron, you've noticed a big improvement. A big improvement in skin. That was my next just question, skin uh, health, because I've suffered with it so much. Mm-hmm. So you've felt like your skin is just kind of clearer, glowing. Yeah, the two yeah. are glowing. <laughs> just a reverse to acne on the back. And stuff like that. <laughs> I could do no, with that I myself, yeah. Well, yeah. So when it comes to omega-3s, where do you get them from? Uh, nuts and oils, nuts mostly, and oils, yeah. Good, good. It was just test me there. Because <laughs> they're obviously so important for skin health. And then when it comes to like mental clarity, I know you said like in the morning, you feel like you've more energy, you're kind of, there's less brain fog. Is that lasting throughout the day for you? Yeah, it does actually. More so than it used to. Yeah, like I feel, I'd have a lot of energy. Aaron would always say, as well, yeah. You know, for the last couple of months trying this out, I was kind of lack of energy, to be honest. Yeah. I felt like I needed sugar, but... It just took it probably just, a little yeah, bit more planning. Time, you know, yeah. yeah. Aaron, you'd always notice a big difference. Like, he would notice the difference if you, like, went to the deli and got a breakfast roll compared to bringing your own lunch. Like, you do yeah, notice like, the you difference, know, there was definitely. Probably one or two times I cheated and I had something like a breakfast roll. Yeah, and that, that's okay. That's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But it is about that balance. Yeah. But it's funny. Your body starts to just kind of reject these things yeah. when you stop giving it to it. And then when you have it, Again, I'm like that. I don't get takeaways too often. But if I do get a Chinese takeaway, I'm in agony. Yeah, you notice it. Like. Night. Yeah. So when it comes to um, eating out, do you find that difficult then? Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah, it we is. do find it difficult. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a huge issue at the moment, mm. like worldwide, but maybe particularly in Ireland, we do not have enough plant-based or gluten-free yeah. based options on yeah. menus. But that's what you're providing us with. Yeah, and we just uh, actually introduced a new gluten-free menu today, which <gasps> is on our in- uh, Instagram. Oh, amazing. Yeah, there's such a demand. Yeah, there's such a demand. So I think like we always try to listen to our customers, especially at the market. Um, Every Sunday, we have so many people, you know, looking for gluten free options and we didn't have them. But now I'm happy to say that they'll all be there this Sunday. I have to try and get by uh, to the markets on a Sunday. Oh my God, definitely. And then when it comes to traveling as a vegan, you know, like going through the airport, going to different countries. Mm. How have you found that? Well, we haven't really travelled too much with COVID. Um, but if we were, like, smoothies would be something we'd always bring with us, overnight oats as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we actually do have pra- plans to travel next year to Thailand, but their diet will really suit us yeah. because it's predominantly plant-based. Yeah, like, as is the Mediterranean diet. Yeah. It's funny, it's just the way Ireland is. Are yeah. we, do you think we're shifting? 
I want to say yeah, but I think it's going to take a while. Like yeah, to be honest, Richard. I think so too. So moving on to your company, Peas and Love, which you told us all about. Have you been finding uptake and demand for plant-based like brunch boxes and snacks is increasing? Oh my god, yeah, and I'm actually really shocked by it because. You know, it has really taken off and we're finding every week that we can't keep up with the capacity of the orders coming in. Um, And, you know, we do have to close our books like usually on a Thursday evening because we're a small business. And I'm really surprised because a lot of the people ordering from us, they're not actually uh, vegan or plant based, but they're just craving more healthier options. That's fantastic to hear. So when you say you close your books, you get in the orders and you deliver around the south east. Yeah, definitely. Kilkenny, Carlo. So the first order was in Bars. Uh, yeah, really? our first order was so in Paris. So keep it around the south east now, starting off. Yeah, so like we deliver to Waterford, uh, Wexford, Kilkenny, Carlow and Tip. And if people want to find you and order, check out your menus, where can they do so? Uh, definitely on Instagram, so it's underscore peas, underscore and, underscore love. Sorry to be complicated, <laughs> but that's it. And on Facebook, it's at peas and love official. Brilliant. And the name, peas and love, where did this originate from? Um, I think peace and love is a good reflection of everything that we want it's our business. Word of peace, peace and yeah, love. peace and love, and Wholesome. you know, yeah, and everything that we do, we want to do it with peace and love through our plant-based offering. Like. Oh, I absolutely love that, Lorna. So, when it comes to, I suppose, the five years time, where do we see peace and love? Everywhere. <laughs> I reckon you'll have like a huge amount of staff behind you. You'll be taking over delivering across the country. Hopefully as Ireland starts to just shift to have a little bit more plant-based food. Guys, it's been a pleasure having you in studio. Oh. I know you're not going to leave me. I'm going to bounce <laughs> off you for the rest of the show. Um, I'll have you tagged on my own Instagram afterwards if people want to find you as well. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank, thank you so thank much, you. Natalie. And just to round up the interview, I think it's really important to stress that if you plan on making a dietary switch like this, get educated guys go see the nutritionist the nutritional therapist dietitian make sure you're getting all of your dietary needs met and fun fact some famous vegetarians for you Leonardo da Vinci Charles Darwin Drew Barrymore, Paul McCartney, Brian Adams, they're all vegetarians slash vegans too. You may not want to make the full switch, but it's definitely recommended that we all try and have a few more plant-based meals in our diet. So maybe start small with the classic like meatless Mondays and so on. Like if you plan out your meals enough, they will be nutritionally adequate. You will be ticking all the boxes. Now, up next for you, given that this is the final of the series of the Power Hour here, I wanted to leave everyone inspired to get up and move a little bit more during the summer. That's what the show has been all about, educating and inspiring. So with that said, I was, I was thinking, how can I inspire people to get up and move a little bit more? And I thought about my memories, all of my favourite memories. When I look back to the last few weeks, the last few years, my childhood, they involve movement. They involve getting up and moving and being active. So I took to, I, I guess, kind of the streets. I took to the gym and, and my friends and home and a few other people to find out what their favourite movement memory might be. And I got in some really lovely answers. Have a listen to what came in and get ready to be inspired, I guess. My favourite movement memory would definitely be receiving my purple belt for kickboxing. Um, yeah, definitely, that's it. My favourite memories was when I was a child dancing and um, just remembering how we would perform and how much fun we had learning the movements and then putting it into practice and showing everyone what we had. 
My favorite movement memory would probably be um, achieving my first push-up. Um, Amazing. Doing my first lunge, that's heavier than all the guys doing rugby, GAA. Woo! You know, like lunging 70, 80 and having them like, you know, impressed with that. It was a nice moment, so. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so your favorite movement memory is? Uh, it would have been when I was younger with my cousins, we used to go out to the forest, we used to climb trees. We spent hours doing it. So it's great movement. I'd say my favourite memory is probably when I was younger and I was jumping around doing tumbles, probably on my parents' couch and floor and probably giving them a heart attack. But yeah, it led me to internationals, I suppose. But yeah, that was my favourite memory. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Favourite memory involving movement? Uh, school, lunchtime, playing soccer, kicking lumps out each other. That's it. <laughs> my favourite memory was the zigzag walk in Glendalock. I'll always have memories of the cattle up at the top of the cliff, looking over the cliff. It just it reminded me of the middle of America. My, my favourite movement slash memory, I think when I broke 25 minutes for a 10k race, 34.57. Unreal going. Ah, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's one of my favourites. I didn't try it again because I was afraid I wouldn't do it. My favourite memories and body movement is probably kickboxing where I let out my feelings and just find out new things that I can do. And climbing is definitely something that I also remember loving and still love now. It's because it's nice to climb because I think when I climb somewhere high, I feel like I've accomplished going out of my comfort zone by climbing higher and higher every time. My favourite movement memory would be winning my football final. So my favourite memory that involves movement would probably be when I went to Spain on my holidays, um, I went to a water park and just having so much fun, like going down all the water slides and falling into the water at the end, every way upside down and backwards and everything and getting into the rings and going down the water slides with those and falling out with them. And I think that's probably the most fun I've had in a long time. Probably the time when I went to the beach on my horse and we got into the water and everything. It was amazing. So in the first lockdown, me and my two sons got really, really into like dancing and music and everything. And we transitioned that into like a kitchen bop, as we call it. So dancing around the kitchen, dancing in the house, especially in the mornings with some really good feel good music. Um, but yeah, it definitely was such a mood booster and so much fun. And it's definitely one of my favorite memories um, of movement, 100%. I highly recommend everyone does it. And there you have it, guys. I really enjoyed getting around and asking everyone that question this week. Do you feel inspired? Do you have any memories coming to mind just as you're listening to everyone else that I suppose bring bring you kind of that butterfly feeling, give you that wholesome feeling? Do drop me a text, drop me a WhatsApp and I will share them. I'd love to. It's 083-306-9696. Now, I'm going to share my own with you too to hopefully inspire you to start planning some adventures over the summer. But let me ask Aaron and Lorna, who I still have with me here, Lorna, what would yours be? Um, my favourite movement memory would definitely be definitely be um, dancing out in the street, learning the moves to Spice Girls with my two sisters. Oh, I love that. Dancing is coming in a lot and you just can't go wrong when you're doing it to the Spice Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, what about you? Uh, my favourite movement memory would have been probably going back when I was shooting with my father. <gasps> Brilliant. Back. Back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> so if I was to say what my own is, 
I was having a good think about this and there's so many different things that I've done and all these amazing memories started jumping to mind but when I was younger we used to go to my nana's we'd go through the woods across the road and we ended up in a field at the other side I'll never forget this one summer we ran and we ran around this field and whatever was growing there I do not know but it uplifted all these butterflies now they were brown butterflies so maybe someone can tell me uh, what it may have been here on the text line but we had competitions to see who could catch the most of them me and my cousins and it was magical and sunrise hikes sunrise hike in Bali I will never forget but basically what we're trying to get across here is telling you all to plan some adventures that involve movement because that's where you create the most memories and you're keeping active and fit and healthy without even realising. Remember guys we've said it every single week here on the Power Hour exercise is never supposed to feel like a chore you need to find a method which you enjoy if it's going to be sustainable and it's going to provide you with like health benefits and that really kind of feel good kick from serotonin release you have to find a method you enjoy so hopefully you're planning to run through some fields dance to the Spice Girls a kitchen bop as we had one lady say I highly recommend them and let me know if you are planning something new now don't go anywhere because we are going to finish up the show with our usual bits just after this The KCL or Power Hour with Nathalie Lennon Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the finale of the Power Hour series here on KC Lore. Now, next up, each week, we go through some myths that exist in the fitness and well-being world. And we are going to dive into two myths this week here on the Power Hour. Clearing up those misconceptions, the Power Hour One Minute Myth Bust. So the first one, the statement, eat oranges for vitamin C. Now, yes, this is true, but it's not as much as you would think. So when we get told to like increase our vitamin C intake or maybe we're falling a bit under the weather like me at the moment and you want to increase it more, we always think oranges. Now, an orange does contain, we're going to get technical, 82.7 milligrams of vitamin C. But there are plenty of fruits and vegetables out there that contain much more vitamin C than an orange. If you really want to boost your vitamin C intake, like a half cup of chopped raw bell pepper, red bell pepper, I should say, red bell pepper raw has to be one of the best foods for when it comes to vitamin C. 141 milligrams roughly in a half a cup chopped raw. I literally strangely enough go walk around at home eating a red pepper like it's an apple am I the only one who does that I don't know and you have say a fresh cup of strawberries even that has a little bit more vitamin C than an orange and one cup of chopped fresh papaya that has more vitamin C than an orange now we're not hating on oranges right now but just know that they they're, they're not the most, I suppose, dense food out there when it comes to vitamin C. Even um, chopped herbs. So parsley, for example, one fourth a cup of chopped parsley, 20 grams of vitamin, 20 milligrams, I should say, um, of vitamin C. And now I'm going to move on to the segment that I do every week where I kind of, I make a fool of myself here, really. But we're going to do it again. Are you ready? The Power Hour Fitness Funny. 
Now I'm going to bounce off Aaron and Lorna for my fitness funny jokes this week. Guys, I do these jokes each week. Sometimes I get a story in that I tell, you know, something where maybe people have fallen off the treadmill or they had a piece of salad in their teeth because they were trying to be healthy. And we've had loads of different stories, but I also found some jokes. So this week, my jokes are, they're kind of vegan related. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Don't laugh too hard now. What was Aladdin called after he went vegan? Mm. <coughs> what was he called after he went? He was called Saladin. <laughs> never guessed that. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Why are vegans the best friends in the world? <coughs> I don't know. Literal radio silence there. They never have beef with you. Okay, and my last one. Why are most ghosts vegans? No idea. No meat in themselves, I suppose. Because it's supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) You can probably hear me giving like a little bit of a cough here, guys. (laughs) It's coming and going. Now, what we're going to do just to keep the the mood and the spirit high here on the final power hour, we're going to go to a quick song before we wrap things up. This is Anyone For You by George Ezra.
power hour here of this series 22 weeks and let me just say guys it's been an honour and a pleasure to present the power hour here on Casey Laura over the last 22 weeks I can't thank everyone in the Casey Laura studios enough for welcoming me on board and training me in particularly Ashling, who has been a saint and Shannon and Brian everyone has had so much faith and patience in me and a big thank you to all of my guests for the listening over the last four and a half months but most of all to you for listening in each week and giving me the opportunity to educate you in the world of wellness. Now, don't go anywhere because we have lots of music in store for the rest of the evening with Owen Carey doing Fully Loaded. I'm not going anywhere because I'm going to be back here every Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m. And your cheer challenge for this week is simply to get up and move. Take care, everyone. The KCLOR Power Hour with Nathalie Lennon.